0: out of your mouth and that handsome young man to quote Psalm 34 is off the charts river of life you have done well to his parents you have done well hallelujah to the lamb of God it is so exciting to be back home So exciting, have been very busy this year, the busiest I've ever been in ministry, seeing thousands of women inmates come to Jesus Christ, surrender their lives to Christ, just came back in from Connecticut, hundreds of women surrendered their life to Christ, a revival has hit that prison according to the chaplain's emails and texts to us, God is moving, He is moving. The title of my message today is Christmas, the time of miracles. Christmas, exclamation point, the time of miracles. But first, as you all know, I was trained well at the Bible college that I attended. And you never, as a guest speaker, come into a pulpit and not honor the shepherdess of the house it is very very important and when i see speakers do that i'm always amazed like where is your training you are in somebody else's sheepfold and you are to honor i am so blessed to be the spiritual daughter of pastor dave who is a part of those cloud of witnesses looking down and he left River of Life. The mantle went to the co-leader that was a part of this vision that we sit in today under so a uh, beautiful anointing. And I do honor the shepherdess of this house who is so compassionate, so loving, so tending to the sheep that has been given to her by God. I was reminded, Pastor Ina, of Deborah. Deborah, a woman in the Old Testament that rose to the highest level of power that the general of the army of Israel would not go into battle without her leading that great battle. And you are the Deborah. You are well-equipped. The anointing is upon you as I have never seen and I have never felt before. And I say to River of Life under the anointing of the Most High God that you have done well. You are staying in your place. Do not leave your positions that Pastor Dave gave to all of you. Do not back down or think in any way that it is your time to leave the sheepfold. The Holy Spirit ministered to me early this morning for River of Life he said when a general goes home all the prayers hey maka all the declarations that he made while on earth will hit quickly when he is in the heavenlies do not leave your post river of life you are getting ready to experience miracles signs and wonders as your general is gone home and he is receiving his rewards. God is going to send prodigals back into your family God is going to heal your body and God is going to fill this church at a level you have never seen. Do not leave your post given by the shepherd. As the prophet Ronnie said, and the Lord spoke to me this morning, when a leader goes home, the the enemy sees that as a vulnerable time and a time when the thieves would love to come in and steal the blessings from the children of God. Do not allow that because you are are getting ready to be blessed at a level like you've never seen because the declarations of Pastor Dave are coming to pass at a high level and he passed the torch to his beautiful wife, to his Deborah. So let us honor her this morning. Stand to your feet and honor the shepherdess of river of life. The shepherdess. Woo! Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor say I'm not missing my blessing. What is on the way is amazing for this church. The Lord did something last night that makes a speaker most uncomfortable. He totally changed my message. And it was mighty late. But I always get super excited. Because when he does that, it is the most powerful messages I have ever been given. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, you are here. We have welcomed you. We have worshipped you, Lord Jesus, and we have honored you, Father God. Thank you for your presence here as we hear rain outside Rain from the heavens represents your glory, your healing, and your manifest presence. Lord, I thank you for the angelic I heard when we were singing today. I heard them join in with us today, and I was amazed to be able to hear in that realm. Thank you, Lord. That every need that is needed to be met today, this is a sacred time for you. This is a time when we take all of December to remember Jesus being born on this earth. Meet every need in the house, God. Lord, I am seeing in those prisons that I can't stop and pray for those women. I can't lay hands on them. I am seeing you answer their prayers at the highest level. Therefore, I decree and declare that today everyone under the sound of my voice shall receive the miracle that they have entered this church for today. They need not man to lay hands on them. Under this corporate anointing that's hit You are going up and down the aisles as I have seen in prisons recently. And you are touching your people. You are healing. You're delivering. You're giving miracles. You're providing finances. You're doing creative miracles. You're doing phenomenal things here at River of Life this morning. And we believe and we receive that, God. God, I ask that you use my vocal cords this morning. Let me only say what you would have me to say this day in this sacred moment that your people have gathered. I am honored to be your vessel, and I love you, Daddy, so much. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Christmas, your time of miracles. Your time. Look at your neighbor say, it's my time. Say it out of your mouth. It is my time. Job twenty-two twenty-eight 28 says, when we decree and declare a thing, it comes to pass. I remind you, watch your words, because you will have what you say. God's word is clear upon that. The celebration of Christmas is the greatest celebration of God's supernatural power that has ever hit the earth. The virgin birth has been debated for centuries. How could a virgin have a baby? Intellectual minds and academic universities have studied and they cannot imagine that this actually could happen. But we as the children of God... Reading Genesis the first chapter and the first verse distinctly says that God created all that is in the heavens and on the earth. So taking his only son and planting it in the womb of a virgin is mighty minor compared to what God did in the beginning for his people. We know the virgin birth is real. And that blessed baby came through the womb of Mary. And this time of year reminds us of the supernatural power of God. And whatever you have need of, God will give to you in your house. Just believe his word and believe the season that we are indeed celebrating. The virgin birth. Stand to your feet as we read the word of God this morning. The most powerful force in the universe is the word of God. The 138th psalm in the second verse says, God honors his word over his name. His word is what heals and delivers, his word is what angels obey when you say his word. Hebrews eleven three 3 says, by the word of God, that the universes, that the worlds were framed... People of God, I remind you, speak His Word and frame your world. Speak His Word and frame your miracles. Speak His Word and frame your healing. Speak His Word and see your prodigals come home. Speak His Word and feel the manifest presence of God Almighty. When the Lord changed my sermon and I saw how many songs were about the shepherds this morning it indeed endorsed the change around midnight I will be reading from Luke the second chapter beginning in verse 8 and we will be hearing of those shepherds on the Judean hillside in the midst of darkness. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to let you stand a little while. You'll be fine, okay? John Hagee does not and Nobody died or fell out or anything, so you'll be fine. Who wrote the majority of the New Testament? It is not Paul. It is Luke. He wrote more words in the New Testament than did Paul. Paul is the second. I heard a preacher do that recently. And he said, who wrote the majority of the New Testament? And I said, Paul, (laughs) with my theology degree self. And he said, no, it is Luke, the historian, that wrote the most words in the New Testament. Luke, the medical doctor, who interviewed all these people, To find out what happened. Luke, the only one that wrote about the birth of Christ in the detail we have read. And you can read Luke 1 and Luke 2. Luke, can you imagine him finding one of those shepherds and interviewing him? This is how he got it. He interviewed Mary, the birth of Christ. This is how he got it. He interviewed people that were there, didn't hear about it, but were there at that moment. That is what we're reading from Luke, the uh, historic writer that people have tried for many centuries to say he was not correct. And they go to disprove him. And many atheists have come to Christ as they go to disprove this didn't happen in history. Luke has it right. So let us hear what he has to say. Peace, goodwill toward men. And that men there in the Greek means to all creation, men and women indeed. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. You may be seated if you can. Shepherds watching over their flocks by night. Who were the shepherds? Shepherds were the marginalized people, the nobodies the outcast. Nobody wanted to grow up and be a shepherd. Shepherds were homeless. Shepherds were not welcomed in cities. If they tried to come into a city, they were told no. Shepherds were seen as thieves and liars. They were not allowed to go into a courtroom and give a testimony. They were not allowed to go into the temple and worship God because they were seen as unclean. Shepherds. Yes, the shepherdess said, and they stunk. As all of us stunk before Jesus. Can I get a witness? Shepherds. And I love that one of the names that Pastor Tim read this morning was the good shepherd. Jesus equated himself with the lowly of lowly when he called himself a shepherd. The nobodies. The forgotten. The outcast. I'm sure that night was like any other. There they were in the midst of great darkness, tired, watching all those sheep. And theologians said these shepherds kept the sheep that were used at the great Passovers. These shepherds, even though they were outcast, they were tending sheep to be used. And the temple itself. But there they were in the midst of great darkness. And I'm sure telling tales and around the fire and and just thinking this is just another night. And they had been shepherds for so many years. And then all of a sudden, the glory of the Lord shone around. And an angel shows up in the midst of that darkness and said to them... Do not be afraid, I bring you good tidings. You must understand if you have indeed read Luke that Luke says before Zacchaeus, Zacharias in the first chapter was spoken to, it had been 400 years of silence when God had not spoken. By the time God chose the shepherds to be the third time he spoken, he had indeed spoken to Zacharias. He had spoke to Mary and he had spoke to Joseph. So that's one, two, three. This is number four. He chose to speak to the shepherds how glorious is that and how many times do we as people even christian people do not notice the invisible people that count to god himself The marginalized people are the ones that Jesus Christ went to an old priest that was believing to finally serve in the temple but had pretty much given up all hope until God showed up and said, I'm going to use you mightily. And not only use you, I'm going to give you the forerunner of Christ. Those of you that are in your golden years, I remind you that God will speak to you and do glorious things in your life. He loves to speak to His people as He did that night on the hillside. And then He spoke to Mary. A 14 year old or 13 year old girl, he will speak to you young people and tell you glorious things and call you to be a carrier of the word as we saw this handsome young man this morning that is indeed a carrier of his word. So we have no excuse if we are young, if we are old. God broke through the darkness that night to marginalize outcasts that we probably wouldn't even notice. Notice because they matter to God. Notice that you never know when someone you didn't even notice will be there to bless you in the name of the Lord. There are angels, as we see in this text, and they broke through that dark, dark night and showed up. What is your darkness? What is your... And I love this. You hear that thunder? The Bible says, when it thunders, your prayers are being answered. It says that in Revelation, when it thunders, your prayers are being answered. Look at your neighbor and say, that was my prayer answered right then. I love when I hear thunder when I'm preaching. (laughs) Hallelujah. Do not discount anyone. No one. Because God uses those that you may not even take time to speak to. I see it in prisons all the time when women get released and step in the anointings and believe the glorious things that God has for them. What is your darkness, people of God? What do you need God to bust forth in this morning? What do you need God to eradicate today? Is it a prodigal child that you're believing for? I can tell you that your shepherdess told you she got the call she's waited years and years for. It flows from the head. Whoever has children not serving God, you need to take that for yourself and know that that will flow unto you. What is your darkness? Is it depression? Is it anxiety? Does your marriage need a touch from God. Does your finances need a touch from God? What is your darkness that you need to be invaded by the great I am this morning? Is it an addiction you have not been able to break for many, many years? What is your darkness? Is it self-worth that you believe your worth is based on anything except your identity in Jesus Christ and Jesus alone? Let The Holy Spirit break into that darkness today. There is no shame for God's people. I can go into prisons and stand before women that have committed heinous crimes and know that God is not mad at them and he loves them and he is drawing them unto themselves. I have to remind the church because sometimes religious people get around them and tell them they're not worthy of a miracle because they haven't fasted long enough. They haven't done this long enough. Your healing was done on Calvary before you were even born. Your deliverance was done on Calvary before you were even born. What darkness has come? I break it in the name of Jesus Christ. And words spoken over you. Words spoken over you. Under the anointing, I break those words that are negative spoken over your life. Now, I render them null and void in the name of Jesus Christ. The Father loves you. He is proud of you. And he broke through the darkness on a Judean hillside over 2,000 years ago to remind us that it is good news to all people, to all people, Can you imagine those shepherds? Yes, they were scared, but they were touched deeply. After that one shepherd, one angel spoke, this is one moment you've heard me say I'm going to be in the theater in heaven and I'm going to ask for God to replay some stuff. I want to sing, David, bring down that giant, that little shepherd boy. And I want to be on that Judean hillside to people without hope that the world has forgotten. And to see one angel show up and then the Bible says suddenly the sky was full of angels Praising God, saying glory to God in the highest and peace and goodwill to all men. Theologians said you couldn't even number how many angels showed up in that sky that night. There was thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands that were worshiping God, that were praising God. Suddenly, they showed up. I believe as we have entered a time in history that we have never seen before, as we have entered the last days, we have promises as the people of God that His glory is going to show up mightily. And what is your suddenly you need today? What is your suddenly? Is it a phone call? Is it a phone call that says that what you've been believing for to hit your house is going to hit your house? Is it that you go to the ATM? Come on now, I believe in miracles by God. You a tither, you a giver, you go to the ATM and you ain't never seen that many zeros in your bank account before. And you all of a sudden you get a notice, your house is paid off, your car is paid off. You get a notice that God has done miracles for you. If you're in River of Life, Pastor Day believed it for you. What if you get a phone call your child that was in witchcraft or your child that was in drugs calls you and says, Mama, Daddy, I've had an invasion. I've had an encounter with the Holy Spirit of God. I know who Jesus Christ is, the great I am, and I am saved. What is your sudden Is you're suddenly waking up one morning and you're used to waking up and pushing through pain or inflammation in your body, or you've got a diagnosis of a doctor where it says that you've been given a death warrant and you wake up, you wake up full of energy you wake up and you look in the mirror and you see that yes indeed in the midnight hour God must have visited you and you are whole and you are healed what is your suddenly because I say to you you are one breath away from your suddenly why do you think the enemy's fighting you so hard? Why do you think the devil's knocking at your front door, your back door? Why do you think he is tormenting you in the middle of the night by those nightmares? Because you're suddenly it's gonna hit what you believe for, hey my da da say is gonna hit great woman of God. You're suddenly, say I'm getting my suddenly. My children are whole. They're walking in their destinies. I am blessed above God. I owe no man nothing. My marriage is romantically infused. Come on, say it. Men of God saying, You better say it, woman of God. Say it, say it, say it. Single women say, My Boaz is on the way. I'm telling you now, my body is whole in Jesus' name. My mind is sound in the name of Jesus. I have the mind of Christ according to the word of God. I am what the Bible says I am. I can do what the Bible says I can do. And my suddenly is on the way. I love that word. Suddenly the sky filled up with those angels singing. Giving glory to God. Shepherds. Nobodies. But when they had been in His presence, when the glory of God shone all around them, I can tell you if any of them were sick, they were healed. I can tell you if they were lame, they were walking. I can tell you if they couldn't hear, they were hearing. The glory of God shone on that hillside. And these shepherds that nobody listened to, nobody wanted to be around, walked boldly up in Bethlehem carrying the glory of God. Nobody would hear them. They would not let them in the city. When you have been in the presence of God himself, you can walk where you have never walked before. You can talk to who you never thought you could talk before. Things that intimidated you, you don't even see anymore. And you have now been infused with the power of the Most High God. These shepherds were transformed with the glory of God and walked into Bethlehem. A manger, they were familiar with a manger. They are shepherds, they feed their sheep. A manger is not a bassinet, it is not a crib. A manger is a filthy feeding trough where animals have slobbered, where bacteria is present, which is a very nasty place to be. Why did he choose a manger? Because he wanted all of mankind to see, no matter how low you get, I've been there. No matter how bad and poor and even nasty the situation may look, no matter what you've been born into, I've been there. Don't, as the people of God, feel like you need to be ashamed of where you've been. Because your Savior was born in that. Your Savior laid in that. And no matter what you've been in, my God can deliver you and pull you out. And people will listen to you. I will never forget, as a little child, trying to tell adults I was being raped, I was being molested, and nobody would listen to me. They would say she's one of the, she's crazy. She's nervous. She's an embarrassment. This can't be happening. So I shut up. But when the glory of God came in my life at 31, 31 years of age, I met the savior of the world and Jesus healed me, cleaned me up, took all that filth and nastiness from around me and made me a daughter of the most high God. Ten millions have heard my story now they listen I was on Daystar before millions telling my story and people were listening they were calling in there was hope because I was raised up out of a filthy trough and you may not think you have been but before Jesus you were filthy too and we must be like the shepherds and carry His glory and tell the most majestic story that we could ever tell and there they went to the manger. I get almost tickled at all the wrong manger scenes. It was only the shepherds there. The three wise men, that's wrong too, that's a carol. They didn't show up to the house and saw the young child. He was only the shepherds, the nobodies, the outcast that Jesus brought to that beautiful birth. And he is calling you today, people of God. He is beckoning you. Don't leave this church with anything except the truth that the Father loves you. He is not mad at you. Let him eradicate every lie. Let him eradicate everything that the enemy would dare tell you. That you're not doing this or you're not doing that. And it's happening because of this. You have power to break generational curses. You have power to decree and declare. You have power. Luke 10, 19 says, I give you authority, Jesus said. And those shepherds walked in his authority. As they walked... And they saw the baby swaddling clothes. The revelation was hitting me so strong last night. And I was researching and reading in a study Bible. I felt led to read over. I thought I was just reading it to confirm what I was going to bring you. But the Lord said, no, it's a new sermon. And many times, of course, rich babies did not have swaddling clothes. They had linen. They had, they had silk. They were laid in the most beautiful nurseries you could ever put anybody in. But Jesus was in swaddling clothes, just strips. Joseph and Mary were very poor. And she had wrapped him and wrapped him. And they say that she had wrapped him very tightly. There's those alarms going off again. I thank God. Whatever it is. If it's a child, I thank God for them being located. If it's a storm, I thank God that we have authority to speak to the storm in the name of Jesus. You know what it is, God. And we give that to you. Wrapped in swaddling clothes. And many times... When babies had broken limbs or through the birth process something was broken, they would put those swaddling clothes so tightly around them so the healing could happen very quickly. See, God sees what's broken in your life. And He's already taken it on as a baby. He was swaddled as a baby to remind you, I have healed that. I have taken that on. I have felt your pain. I know what betrayal feels like. I know what abuse feels like. I know what slander feels like. I know what being rejected feels like. We do not have a high priest that cannot sympathize with all of our weaknesses. Yet he was not given in to tempted. To the temptation. Wrapped. What is hurting today? Today. That you need God to heal. Is it your mind? That the enemy battles so much. God can heal that. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes. What is broken? What is broken people of God? The enemy is so busy. What is broken that God can heal? Come out of denial. Most of us have been broken and you start walking with God, the enemy tries to break you again. Do not leave this church today without getting it fixed. Look at your neighbor say, it's time to get it fixed. <laughs> and those of you like myself, that your biological family totally rejected, and it left a brokenness in our lives when we realize we have a Father in heaven that loves us so much, that is so proud of us, it will heal the brokenness. Quit looking for people to affirm you when a God already has. Quit being moved by the rejection of man because usually it is great endorsement that God has a mighty use for your life. Let Him heal you. And those were those shepherds. They were knelt down and worshiping this baby who was indeed the Savior of the world. This precious gift to all mankind. They were the first to witness it besides Joseph and Mary. See, I love preaching in prisons because they are the marginalized. They are the forgotten. But the enemy plays the same thing with the people in church. He hits up with the same thing and that you're forgotten, you're betrayed, you're dependent on people when you're only supposed to depend on God. When I had breast cancer, I could not depend on people to heal me. So I wrote all those scriptures pin them to my wall, not caring if it ripped the paint off and day after day after day said those scriptures over my body. Early in the morning I would wake up and when breast cancer came back twice the enemy would say I got you now. And I would get out of bed and I would lean on the scriptures because that's a lie. I had not been forgotten by God. I had a call on my life for God. I am not rejected by God. He's given his word that I I am healed and I stand before you whole and considered a cure by Zimmer Cancer Center. I am whole in Jesus mighty name. He invades the darkness of sickness. He invades. You're not forgotten. You're not betrayed. What your father said over you men of God. It's not true if it wasn't beautiful. If you did not get a father's blessing, God will allow somebody to bless you. That's a true man of God. If you did not get a mother's blessing, I speak a mother's blessing over all the prisons that I go into. And women weep because it's so beautiful to have a mother's blessing. I met a Jewish man from Bethlehem one time in Florida. And he said, you Gentiles don't know this, but a mother's blessing has more power many times than even a father's. Because we honor mothers at the highest level. So isn't it wonderful you've got a mother over this church right now? Deborah was the mother of Israel, and Ina is the mother of River of Life. Let me finish this up. There were the shepherds. They had been to the stable. They had seen the baby. They had felt the power of God. And if you keep reading in Luke, the second chapter, it says that they went out and shared with everyone shepherds nobody would listen to. They shared with everyone the glorious thing that they had experienced with this child. They told everyone the savior of the world has been born. The Messiah is here. He that we have all waited. You wouldn't think shepherds would care, but everybody cares. Americans put too much on social status. None of that matters. All that matters is we know Jesus. And when we know Jesus, then he handles everything we could imagine in our very lives. Let me remind you, parents, it's wonderful if your children go to college, but the most important degree they can ever get is the degree of born again and believing in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. It is not a doctor degree. It is They can be the most anointed person and not look glorious in man's eyes. But when we get to heaven, we're going to be amazed at those that God was so pleased with, that were like the shepherds telling whoever would listen. And when you carry His anointing, people listen. When you carry His power, people listen. When you carry His presence, people listen. And sometimes you may not even have to say anything. You can just walk by, and they can feel the presence of God himself. The shepherds who were part of that glorious night where everything changed. And I have been sent to tell you, you are in fact in the time of miracles. You are, in fact, in a time when God is drawing people to himself. People are getting born again. People are being touched by the anointing that you carry. People indeed want a Savior. And you are his chosen vessel. We're not going to do a prayer line. I'm going to obey God. And your point of contact is just like those women in prison. And I need you to listen closely. We're seeing so many miracles in those prisons because they want Jesus to touch them. I know the Bible says lay hands on the sick and see them recover. However, people can get missed in a crowd this big, and I want no one missed. If you have an area in your life today that you know is broken, I want you to just stand up and let me pray a prayer over you. That you can go out these doors and you can walk whole in the name of Jesus. Amen. Keep standing. Keep standing. This is for pastors. This is for leaders. This is for everybody that this is your time. That I am just going to pray over you that that broken area in your life that God could heal. Many of you should be standing because... Your shepherd just went to heaven and I'm sure there's a brokenness that you need God to heal. So just stand to your feet and bow your heads right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your spirit that is going over this great congregation of your people right now. I thank you that every broken area in everyone's life right now, God, I come before you and I ask your healing power to touch every broken area. I bind in the name of Jesus, every lie of Satan. I break every negative word that's ever been spoken that is not of you, God, because you do not speak negative. So any negative word is not of you. I ask God you do a deep healing because many prophets are here today evangelist teachers people called to the marketplace people called to be a witness at levels that we truly see now i ask god that you open blind eyes i ask that you open deaf ears i thank you for cancer bowing to the name of jesus christ heal broken hearts today god heal broken areas that happened as a little child god Every disease must bow to the name of Jesus Christ right now. According to Isaiah 53, 5 and 1 Peter 2, 24, that says, Jesus took it on the cross. Anyone here battling depression and anxiety, I break its hold now in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you for every body being made whole, every back straightening up, every knee being made healed, every joint. And listen to the word of God that you are healed in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak in the name of Jesus Christ to blood disorders. Listen closely. You are gone in Jesus name. Migraine, cease, thyroid issues, stop. I thank you, God, for touching as never before. We have entered a time of healing and miracles I speak in the name of Jesus Christ right now all eye conditions healed in Jesus name all mental issues and minds that are beaten by the enemy by torment and spirit I break your hold now in the name of Jesus Christ the joy of the Lord shall replace and the garment of praise replaces Isaiah 61 3 right now that spirit of heaviness trying to come on you I ask in the name of Jesus Christ, the spirit of weariness and the spirit of loneliness, leave this place. We are not lonely. We are in the family of God, and we worship Jesus, and he is Emmanuel, which means God is always with us. Meet the financial needs today, God. There were some that came today that could not give. And I ask that you bless them on what they even thought about giving. That you bless them so mightily that their tithe would be phenomenal that they bring. Bless us never before God. Bless our fierce leader and our shepherdess Pastorina. Thank you for healing the brokenness of her best friend, her husband of 53 years, her pastor that is with you. She has stepped into a role that he specifically gave to her. But as we spoke yesterday, it can be very uncomfortable to come out of a comfort zone. So I thank you, Lord, that this church rallies around her. And as more and more and more people come where they have to have two services or three services, God, that the people will step up. And those that are called to come on board, we call them forth. And those that are not, we say, no, go where you are called in the name of Jesus to help. And I thank you, God, for blessing your people today, bless them with surprises like never before bless them. God, as they have decreed and declared that so many blessings are coming upon them, that their head is going to swim, bless the children at river of life. We see that generals are in this house, and we thank you for the beautiful anointed choir. We thank you for the anointed young man speaking your word. We thank you that generals are being raised in the house of River Alife. Bless the teenagers. Keep your hand upon them. Let them know they're loved, they're not forgotten, and that you have, you have a special destiny over their life, God. We love you, Lord, and we praise you and we honor you. That this is the time of miracles. I thank you that pain has to leave this room now. Emotional pain, physical pain has to leave this house of God. This is a sacred assembly. Words are gone that were spoken in negligence over the people of God. You, Your word is the truth over your people, God. Do only what you can do, God. As you told Mary, there is nothing impossible with you. As you told Jeremiah, there is nothing in too hard for you. As you told Sarah, there is nothing too hard for you. If you have spoken over and over in your word that you hear the prayers of your people and your ears are open to the righteous, just as that anointed young man spoke out of Psalm 34. Let your peace, let your joy reign. Let your glory reign upon this house as never before the latter and the former together that there will be lines of people just wanting to sit in this sacred assembly to feel the touch of God. We love you, Lord. Bring our children home. Bring the grandchildren home. Anoint the parents with wisdom and love as never before. Encounter the darkness of all unsaved God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. I feel so led to sing Joy to the World. Can the pastor come up and the praise team come up? And I want you to sing it as you've never sung it before. And I believe the miracles that you're still needing are going to help as you sing the truth, joy to the world. Look at your neighbor, say, You get in your miracle. As they are getting said, I want everyone to bow your head, except the praise team. Yeah, bow your head and close your eyes. The keyboard's not on. Bow your head and close your eyes. Everyone, no one looking around, no one looking around. This is between you and God only. If you are not sure of your salvation or you need to rededicate your life to Christ, every head bowed. I'm going to be your point of contact. And you want to make it right today and be able to sing joy to the world as you have never sung it. I want you right now to take that step of faith and put your hand up right now. Put your hand up. It's time to come home. I see it. I see hands all over this congregation. It is time to come home. Time to come home. I see like eight hands. It is time to come home. I want this whole congregation to to say this prayer with me right now. Say, Father God, I come to you humbly. And I ask that you forgive me of everything I've ever done. I receive your forgiveness. I run to you as my father. Wrap your arms around me. I am your child. I serve Jesus from this day forward. I am a follower of Christ. I believe the Messiah was born. He lived and he died for me. He paid for my sin. My debt is over. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. Come on, come on, come on. Praise God. Joy to the world, the Savior! shepherdess amen god bless you go in the peace and the mercy of the lord jesus christ today thank you